This is the remix. The Las Vegas Journal Review. The Las Vegas Review Journal. Welcome. You have to use the, the Grover voice. That sounds like, sounds like an excellent idea. Adam Hill, Review Journal. I, I think I heard you say when you walked in, you're undefeated in that suit. So do you save it now for, for a game that you really need it in the future? I can't wear it every night. I'd like to, but I can't. <laughs> Whacking that thing around. The Las Vegas Review Journal. Welcome. Just crushed my dreams. Boom. Sadness. That's the one. We asked at the top of the show if USC and UCLA going to the Big Ten was bad for college football. Uh, our one response on the text line is there's a guy who brings hibachi set up to your house. He is amazing. <laughs> No, I've I've actually been to a party where that that I think that person was there. Absolutely tremendous. <laughs> yep. Yeah. We do a good uh, show. Our responses on Twitter. Uh, Fernando says no, and UNLV goes to the Big Sky Conference. Uh, Michael Perkins says yes, as it removes the regional ties, the in-state rivalries, and replaces it with conference games that would be harder for student athletes traveling and smaller conferences to compete. This uh, power grab is going to leave a vacuum in the Pac-12 that will feel in the Mountain West. Uh, that is way too well thought out for our show. <laughs> it, well, here's here's a better one for you. We also got what in the crap uh, is on the radio right now? What happened to our local sports? Um, that's, so yeah. that's more. Okay, didn't, all right. Didn't we already yeah. try to, weren't we trying to figure out which local team is leaving? We did that's, do that. That's yeah. local sports. I don't, I don't think they appreciated that. So a lot of aces talk here's, too. Here's here's my question on USC UCLA going to the Big Ten from a local perspective. Uh, what happens to UNLV here? Are they ending up in a Pac-12? Is the Pac-12 going to die, and somehow it's going to be the Mountain West is the best conference in the West? Do they end up in the Big Twelve? Like, what exactly happens to UNLV? Well. Did you, I mean, first of all, I'll answer this by asking, did you just see the Washington statement? Oh, no, they put out a statement? Yeah. Which is, no, what did it it's say? very diplomatic, but I think the I think the essence is, and I'm trying to call it up here, I'm stalling, but uh, I think the essence is, uh, yeah, we're gone. Um, they said, we're, we're disappointed by the news that UCLA and USC are leaving the Pac-12, a conference with such rich tradition and history. We've been in close contact with our leadership and peers around the conference and are working together to examine options and opportunities. The University of Washington has a distinguished record of success at the highest levels in and out of competition and is in a strong position as we process this development. We're confident that we'll continue to increase the strength of our athletic programs and the success and well-being of our student-athletes. Uh, yeah, they're gone. Um, <laughs> essentially, that's that's what that means. Like They're gone. They're basically like putting themselves up for... Like, hey, who's 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 bringing us in? And I do think, like, I think Washington, Oregon makes sense for the Big Ten in some way. Like, I do. I, I think they do need more West Coast presence. Uh, and I would imagine, I mean, going around, that's the two most likely schools in the Pac-12 to raid, right? I mean, I think that would that would give them, you know, four schools in the West. It would allow those schools to compete like a kind of a mini division, especially in the other sports. Like I, just, I just think that makes sense, and those are massive schools that kind of fit with the the footprint of the Big Ten in terms of what you know 
they're, you know, a lot of state schools, a lot of research institutions, you know, solid ac- athletics and academics. Like, it just makes sense to add them. Now, I do think they'll make a push for, like I said, Clemson and Florida State, too. But I think those those schools make sense. And then now what is the Pac-12? Right? I mean, so, yeah, like, there is a level of me that says it would really behoove UNLV to try to make this big push to get to the Pac-12. But what is the Pac-12 at this point? Right. If we play out this hypothetical here and like if Washington and Oregon went to the Big Ten, then if you're Utah and like Arizona, honestly, any of the schools that are left, you're probably if you're not good enough for the Big Ten, you're probably making a push to join the Big 12. Right. What is the Big 12? Better than what would be left of the Big Ten or the (laughs) Pac-12, excuse me. Right. Is it? I mean, would you? uh, Yes, I think so. All the Texas schools, except for the big one, uh, and then Oklahoma State, and, <laughs> except for the one that makes yeah, money. Yeah, I think so. I think so. like <laughs> if you were if you were Utah and Arizona, and you said, "Hey, we're leaving the Pac-12 and we're joining what's left of the Big 12." Yeah, I, I think that's better than what's left of the Pac-12 at this point. I don't. I mean, well, I mean, theoretically, it, I, I it won't be a struggle between the Big 12 and the Pac-12. What's left of them? to try to get the other schools in and i would imagine a merger would be ideal right i mean so there'd just be one big conference of leftover power conference teams yeah and there's still there's still going to be i would imagine room for growth there like room for expansion even if you take those teams but it's still it's not a it's not some even if you merge what's left of the big 12 and the pac 12 and we're assuming washington and oregon are gone like that's still not a a power conference necessarily. It's, it's still a big. lower tier. It's just big. So in that scenario, uh, UNLV is not in it. I don't. I don't imagine UNLV gets an invite I think, into that. I think they could. Pac twelve. I think they could. And and I, I mean, look, the facilities very much help. No, they don't. Um, no, they don't. The market helps. Like I, I would imagine the. What are we calling the Big 12? Oh, I, I did see somebody, by the way, throw this up, so this is not mine. Uh, but it might be Colin Cowherd that just tweeted it. That if you combine the Big 12 and the Pac-12, what's left? It'd be like the Biggie and the Pac. Like, it'd be like an old hip-hop reference, I guess. Uh, but I don't know what you would call that conference. But whatever it is. Jesus, that reference was so musty. That it was. must have been Cowherd. It was. I think it was. Uh, but if you if you combine those, there's still going to be room to grow Above that, because I think you're gonna you're gonna see a bunch of like eighteen and twenty team mega conferences. You've already gonna have the Big Ten and the SEC at that level. So now you combine like whatever six schools and eight schools from the Big Twelve and the Pac twelve, and then you go like San Diego State, Boise, UNLV. You would hope would be a part of that as well, and like Las Vegas would be the ideal site for championship games and tournaments and that sort of thing. And it is a big market. Like you do have those well, those things. They don't need to add UNLV to use Las Vegas for their championship game. Oh, I've made That's, believe are, me. We, I have made the case that our our facilities need to be a part of this and say you're not coming here unless UNLV's in. Well, yeah, you know the Raiders would have to do that, and they're not exactly nice to UNLV. So, but I think I think on some level it helps. It would help the Raiders too. Would it? Yeah, I I think on, they on demanded a weird, UNLV be in the conference. To no, use if UNLV was in, like if UNLV is not left behind, if UNLV is actually a Division One program, I think it does 
I think it does help. I think the Raiders would prefer UNLV football not exist. I don't. <laughs> I don't because I, I don't. I don't think. I don't think it helps them to have. Again, what I what I'm saying is, I think at some level, if you don't get into this new mega conference, you're going to be essentially a division two. There's going to be a new division two, which is going to be like the whack, the whatever Sun Belt, whatever these you know Conference USA lower tier leagues are. You're going to be left there, and that's going to be Division Two, and all the mega conferences are Division One. Like, I don't think it helps you to have a Division Two program playing in your stadium. Like, I, I don't think that I don't think that helps, and I do think it would help to be like to to bolster the city and have all these championships and be a part of the big league. Like, I I think on some level it does kind of lift up the level. I think it would help. I think it would be more beneficial to the Raiders to have a major program than a than a non-major program. Do you think? that we'll say San Diego State, Boise State, UNLV, and Colorado State, those four. Do you think they need to basically stick together to where, hey, either we're all going to join the Pac-12 or the Big Pac or whatever the hell it would be, or Big Pack. we're all going to stay in the Mountain West because the Pac-12 is falling apart and we don't want, like, between the four of them, we don't want somehow one of those to be left behind and you're left in a conference with New Mexico and San Jose State and Utah State as your best opponents. No, it, it it would behoove them. It would make sense. But you know the second that one of them gets a call and says, hey, we want you but not the other ones, they're out. Like there's no, there's no there's loyalty, no loyalty in this. Yeah, yeah. No, That's there's true. none. Yeah. But, w- okay, what what would be your ranking of those four if you were the, the Pac-12, the Big 12, or the Big Pac? Well, which, one, which of those four would you take first? Oh boy. I mean, I think it would be Boise. Just because they've been better at football? Yeah, because you I mean, the first item of business for this new league is going to be selling a TV deal. And I would imagine that Boise helps in that regard in football. Um I would think San Diego would be next because San Diego State is the like that is a big city and it is the top, you know, the top sports program there. I mean, it's the Padres in San Diego State. Like that's what they out. That's what they are, and they've I had think, success. I think San Diego State would be one because now that they've lost USC and UCLA, they don't actually have Southern California. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, and I think so, I think Boise and San Diego State are very close. Yeah. I, I. So I think San Diego State would be number one just because they're not. I mean, Boise State's had a lot more success, but they're not. San Diego State's not so far away from. Boise State's level of success that it's like unfathomable that they could be good at football in a power conference or whatever this would be a tier two power conference. Sure. But I think San Diego State would be one, Boise State two, and then is Colorado State ahead of UNLV? No, I mean the, the Colorado State has a lot of money. They've they flooded the the uh, they flooded their uh, their athletics program with money. But I, I still think I still think UNLV is ahead for you know a multitude of reasons, including the market. Would UNLV in the big pack continue to play their Division II in-state rival Nevada? Yeah. Yeah, that would be like their one double-A game every year. <laughs> Except they'd that's, lose it? That's their Howard. <laughs> <laughs> They're underdogs every year to their FCS They're opponents. They're favored this year. That's Whoa! True. I mean, it took Nevada's coach leaving and 37 players going into the transfer portal. But yes, they are and favored. 34 of them to Colorado State. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. They all went to Colorado State. All right. Coming up next, it's Bischoff's Briefs. 
Bischoff's briefs. I wanted you to see these player evaluations that you asked me to do. Bischoff's briefs. I asked you to do three. Yeah. Bischoff's briefs. To evaluate three players. Yeah. How many did you do? Bischoff's briefs. 47. Okay. Actually, 51. I don't know why I lied just now. Coming up in a few minutes. What was that? Hmm. What just happened? I mean, Jared is making some noises, and I think I moved the microphone. It's it's chaos in here. Okay. All right. He was Um, doing some sort of sound effects. Yeah, I I was very confused. I was going bow, bow, bow. Was that that along with the beat? I like that song. So you were just humming along with the beat? Or was it a different song? Well, all right. I mean, I, I'm I'm not rhythmically inclined. This is, by the way, why you're not invited to the wedding. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Oh, I'm cra- just, I'm crashing this wedding. You'll be weird. Yeah, hundred <laughs> um, percent. Bischoff's briefs today. Uh, we're taking a look at the 76ers possibly circumventing the salary cap. Uh, your own Weitzman, who uh, did not come on our show this week, friend of the he show, he was on Basketball Illuminati. Um, which is a podcast with the Levitard Network. And they were talking about a scenario with the 76ers and Michael Rubin. Michael Rubin was part of the Sixers ownership group, but in he recently sold his stake because he is the CEO of Fanatics and Fanatics is doing a big whatever partnership with the NBA and he can't be an ownership uh, of a team while doing while being the CEO of Fanatics. But here was the hypothetical situation that they came up with. James Harden declined his player option for over $40 million. James Harden might end up signing for less than the maximum salary he could sign for with the 76ers. And their thought process was, well, Michael Rubin was a 76ers owner. Now he's not. What happens if James Harden signs for less than the max and then all of a sudden is in a whole bunch of Fanatics commercials, is all of a sudden an endorser of Fanatics, basically could the 76ers get James Harden to sign for less money by having Michael Rubin and Fanatics pay him a whole bunch of money in a separate endorsement deal? Technically, it is not against the rules as long as Michael Rubin has nothing to do with the 76ers, which he sold his ownership stake, so he technically has nothing to do. Uh, they also can't explicitly like introduce James Harden to Michael Rubin and say, hey, here's the guy that's going to pay you money, but eh, you know, might be able to get around how exactly that happens. But well, didn't, I mean, he doesn't need an introduction. He was, just, he was just there. I know, but this is potentially a way for the 76ers to sign a player for much less than he actually would sign for because Fanatics is there. And here's my thing. I love salary cap circumvention. Like, the Golden Knights <laughs> game with long-term IR is always entertaining. The year they sent Nick Waugh down to the AHL like 1,000 times to save some cap space every day was phenomenal. It's always fun. So this is a great idea. I'm an Astros fan, and I'm over here trying to figure out how the hell Mattress Mac can start paying Astros players. 
Why did Carlos Correa leave? Mattress Matt could have given him two hundred million, and the Astros could have signed him for a hundred million. Like, what are we doing, Mattress Mac? Stop placing bets in Las Vegas and start giving Carlos Correa some money. So that needs to happen. Um, and I also think we can help out the Golden Knights with this, right? Like, they need some cheap players. Where where are these sponsors? Why is Riley Smith signing for five million? Sign him for one million and put him in some Ed Bernstein commercials or something. Well, like, I was gonna say on. you make one million for the nights and you make fourteen million picking uh-huh. grapes at the Foley Winery. Salmon ash, right? <laughs> right. It's phenomenal. Like we have the best workarounds of salary caps here. Why have the Golden Knights not done this? I think this is a phenomenal idea, and they need to start doing it so that players sign for a million dollars. So you're essentially just asking. Or you're just saying that NIL deals have come to professional sports. Yeah. Salary cap be damned. I mean, yeah, I think I'm I'm for it as long as, you know, you do it by the book, however that is, and, and don't get caught. I know the Nets tried this, right, with uh, when Prokhorov was the owner and they basically signed Karolinko to like a $2 million deal, but then he had all this like oligarch money flowing to him on the side. And the, the league stepped in on that one. But, well, what's the... Uh, there's never been an actual... There's never been actually anything proved about Tom Brady in New England, right? Well, yeah, and, and whatever the theories were, which I fully was on board with, that they were like, hey, take $10 million less money, and then when you're done, we'll give you an ownership stake to pay you back for all the money that you declined. Now, the crazy part is the value of the franchise has gone up so much that that would be like a brilliant move <laughs> on Brady's part. Uh but once he leaves, isn't that deal kind of off? And then weren't the that's what the Dolphins were trying to do, right? Yeah, the reports were that uh, he was going to after he retired, come out of retirement. Well, no, not come out of retirement first. He was going to become a, a partial owner of the Dolphins, then come out of retirement yeah. and play for the Dolphins. And Sean Payton was going to do the same thing, right? But Brian Flores came out and said, "Hey, these guys were uh, they fired me because I wouldn't tank, and that sort of ruined anything the Dolphins were going to." And then. Instead of Sean Payton doing it, then Kevin James did it? Is that what happened? I think so. Should I watch that movie? Is that a good sports movie? It's not. <laughs> you watched you? it? No. It's Hold not. on. It's All not. right. Which, which movie are we talking about? There's, there's, a, Sean, uh, there's Sean a Sean Payton, Payton movie, movie. Starring, oh, yeah, yeah. starring Kevin James as Sean Payton. <laughs> Tyler, during August, once a week, I need you to watch classic sports movies i'll make imaging i will try to get a sponsor that won't happen can we start with but major league it's one of my favorite yes, movies no, of all major time. league oh, ma- major league is like yeah you'd have to watch major league the replacements hoosiers and then wow. he's I'm gotta to watch rudy rudy yes there you go oh don't even get me started oh the mighty everything Ducks. i've heard about rudy makes me think i'm gonna hate rudy oh, Wait, the, only, the, the movie only... or the the person cause... no the person's a piece of garbage yeah. but uh the movie's really good <laughs> The only reason why I say Rudy is because we had a conversation a couple weeks ago about John Favreau, and he didn't know who he was. Of course, who didn't know who he was? Tyler. Tyler. So okay, first you have to watch Swingers. No. Yes. What's that? Oh God, it's so dated. It's very dated, but it's also baby Vegas. It's also incredible. It's an incredible movie. (laughs) John Favreau has a bunch of very very good movies, and he's now one of the best directors. He's an incredible director. Yes. Swingers is almost as old as I am. Yeah, it's really yes. good. Just because it's Jesus. almost 28 doesn't mean it's 
that yeah, old. Yeah, be good. okay. It's, oh, and, and if we're gonna, I mean, we can get it back to sports movies though. I did just watch Hustle. Tremendous. I loved it. I have a I have that a was, list of things I want to watch, and that's on it. That literally okay. So, hustle was one of those things that was part of Jared's dumb questions of like, when is it too early to do with the biopic? It's not really a, well. It's not really a biopic. Okay. Uh, I I also I have made the case, and I'll stand by it again. Anthony Edwards for best supporting actor Oscar. Oh, he's in Hustle? Yeah, and he's and really he's good? good. Really good. Yeah. I thought he was great. There's a lot himself? of... Yes. No, 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 he doesn't. A lot of players do play themselves. He plays essentially the villain. I, uh, oh. Jared, if you want to look for it, I think I actually have sound of Adam Sandler talking about him in an interview from like two weeks ago. <laughs> All right. Producing on the air. I yeah. love this. <laughs> it's great. So that's why there's two of them in the room at the same time. So for those, together, if you, you if you haven't seen Hustle or know about it, it's Adam Sandler plays a scout. He's trying to find like this superstar player. I have kind of a problem with it because he goes and finds a player in Spain who has never actually played organized basketball because he's trying to support his family and they're incredibly poor. And it's a cool story, but the whole family speaks English, which I was thrown off by. Like, why would they if they're living in the slums of Spain? have perfect english it was weird it's for the movie i understand for the movie but then he brings the guy to try to like try out for the nba and anthony edwards is the number one pick in the draft upcoming he's like the projected number one guy and just like totally gets in this kid's head it's fantastic and he's he's just a villain it's great i thought it was a great performance so your only problem with it is the slightly unrealistic part where this family in spain speaks english it, it was like I- yeah, it didn't make any sense. And, and like, again, very cool story. And I, I loved, I love. I mean, I thought a lot of the NBA players did a really good job. I liked the movie in general, but I, it, it just didn't make sense to me that he shows up to this house and tries to talk to the family, and the, they all speak perfect English in the slums of Spain. Why did I? Do think you this watch was movies a... with subtitles? No, it's too much reading. It okay. gives me a headache. But now you're on board for subtitles because you would prefer them speaking in Spanish no, with but I, English upon the bottom. No, but I will say this is what I'll say. The reason it bothered me is because him being a scout and finding this player, half the battle to me would be trying to communicate with them. Right? Like, wouldn't that be – I guess that would be kind of boring details, but I really like realism. Like We're making him, a movie, Adam. Him trying, to movie. Fi- him trying to figure out how to talk to them and how to communicate with them, to me, would have been a very fascinating part of the movie. Maybe that's a very minute detail that nobody cares about. But it, the fact that he could just talk to them and tell them, hey, I'm going to bring your kid to America, didn't make sense to me. Adam wanted uh, 45 minutes of Adam Sandler on Duolingo trying to learn Spanish. Yes, Actually, that yes, would have been, yeah, been a I really mean, good scene. 100% I wanted that. Didn't he already do that? <laughs> Wasn't he in Spanglish? I didn't, I didn't watch that. So I, I, I mean, I watched parts of Spanglish and then got bored. But I, why did I think that this was the like a biopic based on Darko? Like, I, mean, I, nah. I like, I literally like my brain. I for some reason I was I read the was synopsis. Supposed to be a success story. <laughs> Guy made a ton of money. He did. I guess. I guess he was part of All a right. very good draft class. He was, <laughs> and he was the, the second ever. overall pick. One of the best ever. Coming up next, 
Cassie Soto joins the show. Who? This is the Press Box with Tyler Bischoff and NSMA Nevada Sports Writer of the Year, Ed Graney. With Adam Hill. But you don't succeed. Joining us now when you is Cassie you Soto. Hello, Cassie. Um, are you excited or disappointed that when Adam is in place so of Ed today? Tired, but you can't <sighs> Well, this music's sad, so I'm going to go with disappointed and follow the theme here. Uh, good answer. Good answer. Um, I do have an important question for you. How do you feel about someone, uh, maybe me, maybe not me, uh, watching a baseball game on my phone during a wedding reception? <sighs> no. <laughs> no? No. In, in his defense, he plans on it being his wedding. Is wait what? No, he doesn't. Jared is making things up. Uh, Ed is at a wedding tonight, and the Dodgers are playing at the same time. So we're guessing that he's going to be watching the game during the ceremony. That lunatic is going to be yelling and screaming during the game. <laughs> well, hopefully, nothing do exciting they, happens. Do they still ask like if anyone objects to this, and Ed's like, ah, Cody no. Bellinger? <laughs> yeah, it's gonna happen. So I was in a wedding over uh, last weekend actually it's last week and not during you have friends not during the actual ceremony but during the reception afterwards i had the astros game on my phone and the reception that's fine yeah see perfect i've done that there you go i've done that there you go there you go i will all admit to doing that yeah i think there was i forget who was fighting but we pulled up. It was um, boxing. Canelo. Yeah. No, it wasn't Canelo. Nobody gets married on on a Canelo day. You don't do that. <laughs> All right. Wait. No. 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 Cassie, if you were to, if your wedding was suddenly at a castle in Scotland, I'm still getting invited, right? No. Yeah. <laughs> that was a clear a no. no. It's a definite no. <laughs> Nobody's getting invited to Tyler's wedding. We understand that. But hold on. I do want to. I'm not invited to any No, hold of on. I got to follow this wedding? up. Uh, you, I mean, you're going to have a wedding date. It's going to be planned far in advance. Yeah. Right? I know where you're going. Canelo will only announce a fight like two or three months out. True. But he only fights on. Cinco the Mile weekend and Independence weekend. So I'll just steer clear of those weekends. Things could change. I'm not invited to anyone's wedding. No. I'll invite you. Thanks, Danny. <laughs> <laughs> what, Cassie, what would happen if Canelo Alvarez announced a fight the same day as your wedding? I would have to bring a projector and show the, the fight. <laughs> wow. Would you get I married would, during I would you? do it. Would you have the ceremony during the fight, or would you make sure it's during the reception? During the reception, for sure. Uh, would the day be ruined if he lost? Oh, I'd really put a damper on things. <laughs> the, the, the husband, the, yeah. the future husband, would be real upset. But he would never forget your uh, anniversary, because he'd go, yeah, yeah that was that time Canelo lost. And then oh, it, oh, yeah. Every time he talked to him, I'd be like, worst day of my life. Love you. Oh, oh, oh no. Yeah, no. That's that would happened. be that might be fun though. I feel that that everybody would get into it. So maybe I should get married when Canelo's fighting. Wow. From somebody who went from wanting the proposal to be all about her, you're now trying to pretend like you'd be okay with them paying attention to something else on your wedding day? 
the canela is the exception. Wow. Yeah. I know. Maybe, I'm a great fiance. I should just marry him instead. He probably would, given the opportunity. I think Ed has said this. Who's the one yeah. person he would leave me for? Canelo. <laughs> That's about I it. mean, he's more financially secure than you are at Raiders.com. This is true. That is fair. Um, another important question for you. Uh, what is the minimum number of items you have ever ordered from Amazon at one time? Oh, man. <laughs> like four. Wow. You cannot physically I order one thing? I feel real bad about it because I'm like, they, just, they, they wasted a trip to my house, especially if it's something small. So the, the example was this, this week. So we're actually leaving on a cruise tonight. Or, or we're taking an Adam Hill flight at 11.30 p.m. Nice. on a Frontier, so hopefully we get there. Um, I will. And uh, I needed the, like, wrinkle release spray, and nobody had it in stores, but Amazon had it. So it's this little, like, two-ounce bottle of spray. And I was like, well, I'm not just going to order that. So I, like, ordered some stuff for the dogs. I ordered, like, some stuff for my plants, stuff I did not need. I really just needed the three dollar wrinkle release spray, and I think my bill was like fifty bucks after that. Oh, I've definitely ordered one item at a time. Uh, I ordered a phone charger just by itself. It was like eight dollars. Didn't care. No. Why? Why would you care? Like, you don't live in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. You have neighbors. They get Amazon stuff delivered too. These... But I'm just saying, like, if you order one thing, because I'm kind of forgetful. So, like, in the, I usually do my orders at night. Because throughout the day, I'll remember that I need other stuff. So if I order it at night and I've gone through my whole day, I'm like, okay, I know I need this, 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 and this. But then the next day, I'll wake up and I'm like, ah, I really needed this. But I already placed my order, so now I have to wait to order more things. So when you, I'm like, yeah. when you order multiple things, do you make sure they all come at the same time? Yeah, I hit like save a, save a trip and order it all together. I do, yeah. And then sometimes you get like rewards back when you do that. So you're saving a trip and the environment, oh less God. gas, and getting rewards back. The the guy, the guy driving into you is still gonna have to pee in a bottle. Like <laughs> you're, you're like, <laughs> it's still an Amazon employee. His life is still terrible. Oh no! Well, if there's an Amazon listener right now. Tell me, tell me if I if it doesn't matter if I order one thing or five things. It doesn't. Let me know. It, it doesn't. doesn't. Not at all. They probably prefer really one thing because that's less crap they got to haul out of their truck to your front door. And it's less they have to store at the warehouse until the rest of your things come together. I don't believe it. You nah, believe I'm going to just keep it. ordering more things I don't need. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> have, oh, well. Have you, we, we talked with Kevin e earlier about her dog. I know you have one dog that you care about one dog you don't. Right. Uh, have you ever experienced what I'm going through right now, which is uh, one of my dogs just got basically shaved completely uh, for oh. the summer, so he's a little bit cooler, but okay. he's completely embarrassed. He's hiding. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. I don't get it. He's oh, nude. No. Yeah. Poor Baron. Yeah. It's it, like he won't come out. He hates his haircut. Yeah, you've never had this with your dogs, or you've never shaved them. I'm guessing. I've never shaved them. No. Can you? But, so we can find out if they will yeah. also be embarrassed. Okay. <laughs> have I'll you ever? I'll start with Champ. <laughs> of course you will. <laughs> have you ever had a haircut that made you not want to go out in public? 
Yeah, I cut my own hair and I had to wear a bandana for a year. <laughs> oh, now how for old were you? <laughs> so I have like these little baby hairs, like on the side of my head. They're called cowlicks, I think. And I was just really embarrassed by them because they'd always get curly. So basically, like on my temples, like right above my temples, I just took scissors and chopped them. So like not even like not professional at all. Obviously, I just took scissors and straight up chopped them. So it was like like but like a buzz cut. You know how like like when you guys shave your head, it's like kind of sharp, right? Like that. Oh, I don't know how to explain sure. it. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But anyways, I did that. I was in third grade. And it looked horrible. Like, there was wow. no way to cover it up. Well, at the school I went to, you couldn't wear, like, hats or bandanas. But I was so embarrassed, and I didn't want to go to school. My mom had to come in, talk to the principal, and get permission for me to wear a bandana. And I had to wear it for the whole school year until my hair grew back out. Wait a minute. Your mother babied you so much she was willing to go talk to the principal so you could wear a bandana? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and do you want to know what kind of bandana I wore? Oh, boy. Uh-oh. SpongeBob. Oh well, oh, I mean yeah, that's on brand. Yeah, that's a good choice. It uh, was a SpongeBob. It was like his face. So, um, yeah, it, it was bad. Parents listening out there, if you would like your child to work at Raiders.com, <laughs> uh, go and uh, go into their school and basically create special rules. Just be a Karen about it. It was real bad. But my grandma also worked at the school, so I think that that helped. There was a little nepotese going on. Wow! Look at you. Mm -hmm. It's all—it's all just set up for you. I would have just do whatever you want in third grade. No consequences to your actions. <laughs> I looked ridiculous, but now I get to enjoy all the pictures where they like pop up of me just with a SpongeBob band, bright yellow SpongeBob bandana, and like a blue or a green shirt on. I just wore it every day, so that's always and fun. It took, a, took a whole year to get your your hair back to, to where you were embarrassed. Back. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I messed it up so bad. Is anyone else picturing Cassie as a member of the Sharks or the Jets? <laughs> it wasn't 1955. That's the last time I remember someone wearing a bandana, unironically. That's fair. Uh, yeah. We made Kevin answer this, and we did also, but I'm going to follow up with you. If we assume all four major sports are here by 2028, what's the first one to leave? Probably baseball. Oof. So they'd be here less than poor, 10 years. Poor baseball. <laughs> yeah. They would come and they'd be like, yeah, actually, we don't like this piece. Mm. Yeah. I think I'll be baseball. watching it on my phone at somebody's wedding, so that'll help. <laughs> True. What did Kevin say? Uh, she said she nobody's leaving. She gave us a leaving. year. She didn't give us a t Oh, yeah, that's yeah, right. She, she said nobody's, nobody's leaving. leaving. Yeah. Yeah, she's very yeah, optimistic. Baseball. It was a cop-out. Yeah, yeah very optimistic. I said the Golden Knights are gone, so... I'd... Oh, that's a good one. The city might riot. No, they won't, because, well, the... like I said, once, like they gave them one year of not making the playoffs. One more, it'll be half full, and then four years later, they're gone. Will they start playing <gasps> at Thomas and Mack and just turn into Arizona? <laughs> they're going to move to the no, Thomas no, no. and Mack, no, no, then no, Orleans. Orleans. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, Thomas and Mack is too big for where the Coyotes are playing. The Silver Knights. Well, they have the, they have the Dollar Loan Center center. Well, the Silver Knights will thrive. <laughs> Golden Knights will the be minor, yeah, somewhere else. Places. Yes. The minor league team thrives <laughs> because they keep winning the Calder Cup or something. All right. Wait, uh, right. Isn't that the, the, the Aviators right now? What, playing better, than the, playing better? Yeah, oh. drawing more than the Major League team. 
Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was just out there the other night. Same it was thing. Good. Well, I think that's their entire point this year. The A's would like that to happen. Yeah. All right. Uh, Cassie, get out of here. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Go enjoy the cruise. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. going to be on my cruise. I won't be on next yeah. week. Sorry, Tyler. Ah, uh, brutal. Oh, well. She's Cassie <laughs> Soto, Raiders.com. Uh, getting married unless there's a Canelo fight. That takes priority. Uh, we got tickets to give away to the Summer League. Four-pack of tickets. These are for any day you choose uh, to the NBA Summer League. Coming to Las Vegas July 7th through the 17th out at Thomas and Mac. All 30 teams will be in Vegas. You'll get up to eight games per day. 702-364-1100 is the phone number. You'll win four tickets to the NBA Summer League. Be caller number nine now at 702-364-1100. Um, what, what, so this is, what caller gets an invite to your wedding? Uh, none of them. Okay. Oh, okay. Not, all right, all right. I won't call. How many? Not at all. How many invitations are you sending out for this wedding? Oh, number two. Sorry. Um, we like fifty to sixty people are getting invited to this wedding. That's still a decent number for international. So, how many of those are going to show up? I don't know, but like, yeah, we're looking at like fifty to sixty total people. And you're hoping like twelve show up. No, we're gonna have way we're gonna have way more than 12. I've already had more than twelve people say yes, they would love to go to Scotland. It's so it's one thing to say you're going. I guess, but all right, what are you what are they lying to me? Well, well, they could just be in it in the moment. Yeah, then you start looking I'm, at flights. I'm not, asking, I'm not asking Jared to go. I'm asking people that I actually know well that would do this. Right, but then you start like <laughs> You know, I, there was recently a wedding that was on the East Coast that several people from Las Vegas said they were attending and then didn't because they started looking like but flights went up and hotels went up and they're like, ah, I'm out. Well, they're going to have to be committed. Uh, they, okay. they just have to make a choice. Just, just be, be ready. They, yeah. They, okay. Who are these people from Las Vegas? Right? Like, I, here's the thing. The, the wedding list is like our closest friends and family. It's not Jared. No, I, I, oh man. It's it's very sensitive subject because I still really really wanted to go, but the other oh, you're one of the people that didn't go. Yeah, but the other like five people from Las Vegas that were going all backed out, and I didn't want to be the only one going. Why not? Because that's the people that I knew that were going. Like it's a very very good friend that was getting married, and I 100 percent should have been there. But then when everybody else canceled, I was like, yeah, I can't I can't do it. Man, so you wouldn't have known what anybody else there? You are. No, I mean I would have known. The person getting married, but right. they're, they're busy. Yeah, I yeah, feel horrible about friends. it, but but that's what I'm saying is when you have a destination wedding, I mean, this is last minute. People were like, yeah, I can't. The, the flight's too expensive. The hotel's too expensive. I can't go. Congratulations well, okay. to William. He won WWE <laughs> Money in the Bank tickets. And congratulations to David. He won NBA Summer League tickets. All right, William and David. So wait, did you you guys already RSVP'd? Yes, they paid for your food and everything, and then you backed out. It's a sensitive subject, Tyler. Wow, yes. you suck. <laughs> I feel horrible. I one hundred percent wanted to be there. Well, Tyler's here to make you feel worse. Yeah, you and you could have gone. I'm willing to go. You could have sent Jared in your place. I think Jared knows the person. <laughs> I don't know anyone. You what know a everyone. nightmare you guys are. I agree. How how late did you wait to book your flights? 
I mean, mine was mine was booked. I had to cancel it. Oh, oh my God! <laughs> Just go with that. It's point. not Jesus. my fault. <laughs> it's everyone else's fault that that canceled, and then I had to. You're blaming everybody else, and you still could have gone. I could have, but it, wow. it, when, when, it's, when you're traveling to a wedding, it's a different. What I, this is what I'm trying to get at. When people are when it's a traveling situation like yours is going to be. It becomes it, it becomes difficult for people. It really shows who like actually cares about you when like <laughs> depending on who shows up. So Oh, but even the people that are gonna go are gonna hate him for it. They are? Oh yeah. Of, of course. Why? You're you're giving first of all, you're giving people a bill. Yeah. And then you still have to get a gift, which is nuts. Absolutely nuts. At that point, the no, presence is the gift. Yeah, you're, you yeah, being there should be gift. the gift, and then you still have to get a gift. It is. And people are going to be like, yeah. I, I can't believe I had to travel halfway around the world for this wedding. People are no, going to be... to get me a gift. They'll be muttering about you under their and, breath the and, whole time. And then there's, you know, there's the crazy person who's just like, I'm willing to do, I'm willing to travel, I'm willing to bring the <laughs> gift, and uh, that person doesn't even get invited! I don't, I don't think you're helping your cause at all. You're not. Um, my cousins that got married Dinner. in Cancun, she she didn't. We came and she said, "Yeah, don't don't bring a gift." Nobody uh, brought her a gift. You still have to. You still have to give a gift. Also, even if they say that. Yeah, that's true. They still a, feel guilty. Not a, no, no. Hell, we were one of two people that brought him a card on the wedding day. Wow. Is a gift yeah. card acceptable? <laughs> it should be. To me, yes. Oh, yeah. 100%. Oh, dude. If it's if if you're going to Scotland, make sure it's like to some place like get the gift cards for somewhere specifically in Scotland. Like so that they have to yeah, use yeah, it before hey, they leave. Yeah, like hey man, you made me come all the way here. Go get some fried deviled eggs. It's fine. Nobody that shows up to my wedding is gonna hate it. Uh, they will. Oh, I I whenever I'm I'm in a wedding that's not in Vegas, it's same gift. I always do the same thing. It's what is it a uh, like a gift card to a restaurant here that I love and like a bunch of casino chips. So it's like, hey, you're going to come visit Vegas at some point. <laughs> you go get casino chips from a casino and give it to them as a present? Absolutely. And a, and a restaurant. It's like a manipulatively bad gift. Of course. you have to. Yes, you have to come visit. Wow. That's pretty brutal. But theoretically, you could just c- come cash in the chips. Don't you just buy? Well, don't you just... Did you just buy stuff off a of registry? This is all online now. I know, but a lot of people don't even have registries. And then something like, you don't want to send a toaster. Who doesn't have a registry? People don't because they just want cash. Some people also I've don't. I've been to like. Go ahead. I was like, I've been to like 10 weddings in the last five or six years. Every single one's had an online. No, Who people, is inviting people, you to weddings? People want cash. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I've been to like... But they all have registries. I've been to maybe five weddings in the last five years, and I've never once looked at a registry website. I'm just... That sounds like a you problem. You guys sound like the worst wedding uh, visitors uh, ever. Worst wedding... No wonder you guys are not getting invited. Somehow Jared's better than Adam, who didn't show up, and Danny, who doesn't know what a wedding registry looks like. Hey, I still get invites. I just... I don't look at the register. Am I the only one that like has managed to like burn enough bridges that in my late twenties, early thirties, I have not gone to a wedding? Never. Uh, I mean, I went to my sister's. You've been to one. I was I was a bridesmaid. A bridesmaid <laughs> or a groomsman? 
No, I was the bridesmaid. Yeah. Okay. Makes sense. We had to balance it. Understandable. My brother-in-law has like five brothers. What'd you wear? Uh, oh, no. <laughs> a three-piece suit? Yeah. Did and it match? And Chuck Taylors. Did was you it... match the the bridesmaids or the groomsmen? Uh, I My tie matched the uh, bridesmaids. Uh, you should have worn the same color suit as their dresses. Yeah, I don't know if they make purple suits. Oh, they do. I don't uh, know if they make... Were Taylor? I... What? I thought, uh, we, were they... to, I thought yes. we were supposed to talk about that. I know, but it's like the one thing Jared gets clammy about is it's, when he was a tailor. It's the thing I'm by far the most fascinated about. <laughs> I can't describe to you how much I'm fascinated about his career as a tailor. But you, I think he, he was like a no, tailor's apprentice. It was a system. Yeah. No problem <laughs> I telling did us fractions. why he got kicked out of a Waffle House. <laughs> but if you bring up his tailor's assistant history, it's over. Yeah, but usually the Waffle Look, House has a down. funny story. Behind yeah, it. he's completely quiet. Yeah, a, I don't know what happened to Jared, Jared as a tailor. Were you a tailor at the time that you got kicked out of Waffle House? No. Okay. <laughs> were you making the the uniforms for the Waffle House people? <laughs> they would have looked good, but no. Uh, I. <sighs> why do you hate your time? Why do you hate your past so much? Because there was a lot of decisions that were made during that time that. <laughs> But did those decisions have anything to do with being a tailor's assistant? Yeah. Yeah, during the time, though. yeah, like it's you associate you associate a bad time with a bad time. Like I don't know what to tell okay. you. That's fair. Is it though? Is it really that fair? No. I mean, it makes it's sense not. though. I just feel like I'm kind of scared of his reaction. So I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I get I, it. I believe I, you. I don't really want to go into what I was doing at the time. Like, there's certain things that I'll admit to because of, uh, you know, the statute of limitations have <laughs> expired, but, you know, I don't want to be the guy who admits something on air. That's one of the smartest things you've ever said. See? He's showing a lot of maturity. Maybe he gets that invitation. Can no. Okay. He barely got invited to his sister's party. Tyler, will, you, will you let... Jared fits you for your tux. Absolutely not. <laughs> Dude, I actually can help. Uh, like, that's, that's um, one of my few skills. Is if you take he doesn't even to... want to talk about it. Imagine how bad he was as a tailor. I still have the skills. He Do talks you... all the time about radio, and he's a terrible producer. Imagine how bad he is at the thing he won't talk I about. Think he's, I think he'd be a tremendous tailor. I think he should do it again. Absolutely not. We're going to come in the studio one morning and... Tyler's going to be getting fitted for his tux. I'll have a bunch of pins in my mouth. That sounds gross. You're going to stab me with pins straight out of your mouth? This is disgusting. No wonder you don't want to talk about it. All right. Thank you, Adam. This was a train wreck of a show, but I enjoyed every second of it.